Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Oh my God, are we back at this again? It's true. I know. I was like, I... <clears throat> We are pre-recording some of these episodes, of we, as we have been mentioning, because of Kathy's impending trip to Africa. Correct. And so we're, we've been recording a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's, I think, in part what, what Kathy's referring to. Like, yeah. Again? <laughs> not that she's not totally thrilled to hang out with me and do this. Yeah, it's but, all right. Yeah, it's fine. There were other things I definitely wanted to do with my day. Yeah. That's how it goes. It, it's true, but but y- you're gonna have a few weekends off. I know. I mean, that's what I say to myself. Like, okay, I'm gonna be able to catch up because we're just we're stockpiling. We had to stockpile when I went to Sundance, and so we're stockpiling because we're so committed, right? Because we could just say screw it and not do a show for a month, of course. But we're pretty committed. I we think kind so. Of, we kind of like it. We like our audience. I don't we like- think we've ever missed. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know I was sick once, so I think maybe we missed... No, we a- missed one during the fires. Oh, that's what it was. Because we couldn't get together and you had to evacuate and... Yeah, so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Major <laughs> historical event. Yeah. Nature. Way to let it drop, Shannon. <laughs> Natural disasters will definitely yeah. call it quits, but barring that, we're doing our best to be consistent because we do like the show and we want it to continue to build steam, as they say. Uh, trivia. All right. Last week, yes, the ma'am. question was, which celebrity appears as a five-year-old in the archival footage from the Hands Across America commercial in the movie Us? The answer is... Nicole Richie. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It's a little Nicole Richie. Okay. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. I bet you can Google that and like find her, the picture like where they circle I her. I did. <laughs> yeah. Where they circle her. Like she's right here. I did. Aww. She's so little. Yeah. She's, um, she's a cutie though. Yeah. Too. I've met her. She's really a sweet, sweet, sweet uh, person. Nice. Very nice. So for this week. We are going to go to the Friends post on August 25th. So it's, I say friends in air quotes because it's um, (laughs) Jason Voorhees (laughs) and Pennywise. They're in like the Friends. Oh. Yeah, like from the show Friends, but they have them all in that position. (laughs) Right. So the question is, in what movie do you see Jason Voorhees' hockey mask, Leatherface's chainsaw, Michael Myers' mask and Freddy Krueger's glove in an evidence depository. Okay. Okay? You see all of that stuff. I had to take that in for a second. <laughs> Voorhees hockey mask, Leatherface's chainsaw, Michael Myers' mask, and Freddy Krueger's glove. In a movie. Glove, in a movie, in, in an evidence depository in the movie. 
Thanks for narrowing it down just a little bit for people. Yes. Yes. All right, cool. So with the trivia, so you guys are aware, uh, every three months we we calculate who has participated the most in either answering correctly or incorrectly, doesn't matter, on our social media and in email form. And then we send that person a box of goodies. So there. And that per- the next person, you still have time to participate, in my opinion. Um, the next person that's going to win is will be announced on April 8th, which will be the first episode of Shrink Chat back after your trip to Africa. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the trip to Africa. Where are you going? Um, what are you doing? I mean, you're already there and I'm back. I'm already there and so, back. So. I, my friend and I... Uh, the same friend, she's also a forensic psychologist. We went to South America last year and we climbed Machu Picchu mm-hmm. and we both love uh, climbs and hikes and things like that. So we decided to start with that one, knowing that we'd want to do bigger and yeah, more of them. Machu Picchu was the start <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Many which, people's ending, which was but, okay. absolutely incredible experience. If you haven't done it, um, the Inca trail is marvelous. It's like, it's un, it's unbelievable. Um, so both of us have a love for Africa. Half of her family lives in South Africa. I went to Tanzania two years ago and did game drives and, um, was out in the Serengeti sleeping in yurts for a couple of weeks. I just fell in love with the people. It was always on my bucket list. And I knew that once I went out there, I, it wouldn't be my last time. Um, so we're going back and we are first flying into Kilimanjaro, uh, not into the physical mountain. We are flying into Kilimanjaro <laughs> airport. Please, please don't. But mm. we are going to be climbing Kilimanjaro, mm. which will be about five or six days, I think. And then when we are done with that, we are flying out to uh, Kigali, Rwanda, and we are going to be trekking from uganda through rwanda doing the silverback gorilla trek and the golden monkey tour so we spend two days in the jungle staying at this really really great resort that's open yeah um so you get to just kind of be in that vegetation and then um you know you get your visa and then you go or not your visa your license Mm -hmm. uh you need a visa too but you get your trekking license and then we go out with them for a couple days through the jungle and i have my zoom lens hopefully i don't even need it hopefully (laughs) they'll be nice and close and you just sit very still as they you watch them come out in their natural habitat and they are massive 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 so that's the really the new part i know you've been to africa before like but you haven't done and i've been to tanzania before but i was in the serengeti this time i'm actually climbing kilimanjaro so it's all new except i've been to uh, Tanzania before the country, the country. Um, but I've never been to Rwanda or Uganda same before. country but yeah. different okay and then we're also planning on visiting the genocide museum in Rwanda and Kigali as well so if you've seen Hotel Rwanda it's all based on mm-hmm. um, the genocide that happened there so we're going to visit the museum well I for one look forward to hearing how it goes and uh, in two weeks on the show we'll mm. chat a little bit about it we're very excited I'm excited for you it's going to be awesome yeah uh, we were going to take a trip to Thailand this year, but we are not going to do that now. That's probably not a good place to travel right yeah, now. Yeah, so you see, I take, the, I take yeah. it seriously. I'm not discounting But that would situation. be a perfect example, which is there are certain places you shouldn't be traveling right now, and there are certain places that are not off the map right yeah, now. Yeah, just trying to make smart decisions. Yeah. So we'll we'll pick another place to travel to, and everyone will hear about that. I don't, know what, I don't know what it'll be. Maybe Wuhan. Yeah, that'll yeah. be it. Yeah. <laughs> that will be it. <laughs> she, okay. If nobody knew what Wuhan was before... They they certainly know what it is now. <laughs> right. Uh, um, 
<laughs> you sound like you have the coronavirus. Uh, uh, let's not make light of it. No. All right. Uh, I didn't watch too much. I've been extremely busy lately, as sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. And when I've wanted to watch things uh, on television, uh, they've been things like finishing up the Mindy Project, which I've talked about uh, mm-hmm. as my nighttime <laughs> you know, the light television before you decide yes. to go to bed and read or whatever yes. that you just want to just have in the background and you laugh a little bit, that kind of thing. I also, I think I, I rewatched Veronica Mars again, which I really nice. love. Yeah. I don't think I got all the way through it, but I've seen it a couple of times all the way through. So mm-hmm. I really enjoy the first couple seasons of that. So that's really been my watching behavior. Have you watched oh. stuff? Yeah, I have to say, <laughs> Shannon, you dialed it way back. You only need one of the one. You only needed one of the bots this week. <laughs> I really only needed a minute. Um, yeah. I I did dial it back because I was very very busy doing other things as it, as it happens. Yeah, so. impressed. I did. I well, I'm almost. I think I have one and a half episodes of Sex Education left of season two. I'm almost done with what what is out so far cool. everyone is gay in season two yeah. we, we all get gay in yep. season Everybody's two gay. um no it's <laughs> <laughs> i don't see how that's a problem <laughs> I, do, I don't either it just went like wow there was a everyone just tried that on for size got, season two i got some um, gay no it just the 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 show just keeps getting better for so many reasons like i was saying um i, I talked to a couple people after we recorded our initial episode where i had said i hated the pilot um, and, but then fell in love with the show and uh, a lot of people agreed. They're like, yeah, I, I, I was debating whether to get, to go on yeah. after watching the pilot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just like, I don't know if it's just me, but yeah, I guess that there was a somewhat of a general consensus around that. But if you can get through that and you haven't seen it, it really is a great show. Yeah, it's just one 30 minute episode, right? Yeah. So. Well, they're, they're about 45. Are they, are they longer? To, yeah, they're I, long. I don't remember. Um, the other thing I watched, um, which I had never, I, re, I I started watching and I go, you know, I don't think I've ever seen this all the way through. And I had the same reaction to it when I, uh, as I did with Black Christmas, which was, mm. I couldn't move. Oh, and wow. you're, you're going to laugh at what it is <laughs> cool. because, and, and I think this is why I love the 80s, the 70s and 80s horror movies so much because to me, they're just so much scarier. I don't know. I don't know if it's because, in these movies, there's less technology. People can't pick up a cell phone and get out of their situation. It's just, it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, the Even even the um, the way the characters are written, the women are so much more helpless. It's like, I don't know. Yep. I, I watched Prom Night. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's fucking scary. scary. Okay, I believe you. Have you watched it? No, I'm going to look it up and look at it. Right? I mean, I probably have. I've obviously watched Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Yeah, I've, well, I've seen it. Well, it starts with, okay, so this is what I didn't know. It starts with <laughs> a child murder, a child um, death. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember this movie. It, it, yeah, it, it, the kids grow up and they are holding this secret um, around Jamie Lee Curtis's sister, who dies at this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they, then they the, flash forward to they're all in high school and some of them are still carrying the secret. One of, of uh, them is dating Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
it's sort of like a combination of Halloween and Carrie, like yeah. all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think so much scarier. I, and I think, it again, it had the same. If they were to remake it now, it would not scare me. No, understood. Yeah. yeah it, it has to have that vintage feel for it to be yes, scary. Yeah. And, and I think because of the year it was in, is it 70? 1980, actually. It was 1980. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know when it's set, but that's when it came out. Okay, yeah. So I think of myself as incredibly young. I mean, I was three mm -hmm. i think when it came out so um yeah fucking scared me i was laying there i'm like this is this is scary that's so good though i love the old slashers for that reason new horror movies don't do that as much for me yeah I, i've talked to a lot of people that say like oh horror movies don't really scare me and the, i think that's true in a yeah. lot of in a lot of instances there and i and i can agree with the sense that like there are a lot of horror movies that don't scare me in a in a body way, like get scared in the body and freeze. And, I couldn't get out of all that. I mean, I also had four dogs and a cat on me. Well, there's the trap. You're trapped. But, the, but I, no, I actually felt really contained. Oh, I see. Therapy, yeah. therapy dogs. Yeah. Therapy cats. But I think there's a, I don't even know how to describe this because it's such a feeling, but, um, when the, the killer is like using the rotary phones to call mm. the house and, not knowing who's on the other end because there's no caller ID. And then there's yeah. just this weird voice that they can't trace. And then he's dressed like a woman. I, the whole thing's just fucked. And they don't, <laughs> it, it, there's something about the seventies and eighties when they do that stuff. It's just so gross and freaky and it is very different than it is now. And I don't even know how to articulate that. It's just a feeling. It's very effective. Yeah. It's very, I don't know. I want to say it's very real kind of thing. There's just a, a grittiness to it sometimes. I think that's what it is. There's feels, a grittiness to because it. There's, because there's so much CG and stuff in a lot of the movies. Now, there's tons of exceptions for me. And I think it's absolutely personal. It's like what we talk about constantly with horror movies about like, who, what are you scared of? And so then I'll tell you what mm. black Christmas and prom night both had the same element of you had a feeling when you were watching it, that you knew who the killer was and that he or she was part of this group. Oh, and yeah. so the inside killer, it's the inside. <laughs> and then the, the psychological piece of like how they almost have multiple personalities when you see them, as the killer mm -hmm. um they don't do that as much anymore i i, I don't know i i no, can't I, articulate it i i think you articulated it fine i think that um I, I am also more scared when there's a psychological element to it i think most people are i mean i think that's what makes the um the level of tension in Parasite or the level of tension in Joker or any level of tension in any movie that is also psychological. Now those aren't necessarily strict horror movies, obviously, but they are happen to be, or they happen to be movies we've talked about recently, but I'm also thinking that we did an episode back in the day called that was about the haunting of Hill house, which mm -hmm. was intensely psychological mm -hmm. and had very scary moments. It really did. That was another one that I froze a lot, but you have to create an environment to feel that. And I think a lot of times we're not doing that. So well, we, we mass produce these horror films yeah. now we mass produce them. And so in a lot of them, the stories have already been done and then they update it with cell phones and CGI. And I'm like, it doesn't, 
it doesn't have that grittiness. Like you said, when, when you're watching the original prom night, it's in this like podunk, like rural kind of town. And anyway, this is, this is when kids walked home from school down dirt roads Mm -hmm. without supervision and parents weren't helicopter parents. And everyone was kind of like off doing their own thing. And at any moment, someone could could be kidnapped or abducted or assaulted. And so there's so much of that there that we don't, have as much anymore. We have cameras everywhere now. We have cell phones. This paints a very different feel for me. And I think the way that even the characters and the female characters, there's a scene where the the um, sister is in, Jamie Lee Curtis is at lunch in the cafeteria and one of the bully guys comes up and basically sexually assaults her at, in the high school. And it takes like the teacher five minutes to break up this fight between her brother and this guy. And I'm thinking that was actually, that kid would go to jail these days, but in that time, like women didn't have the same protection as they do now. Where like, (laughs) we'd be all over that shit now where he's sitting there smoking a cigarette and basically raping her in the cafeteria at lunchtime. Yeah. There'd be video of it on. Yeah. And so that sort of like, yeah. Dirty feeling. You can't really replicate that anymore, I guess. No, I, I get it. So and that that <laughs> is that um accompanies the horror piece of it, right? Like in the original Carrie It's the um, atmosphere that really gets right. In the original Carrie, when she has her period for the first time and all the girls are throwing tampons at her and all it's so humiliating and it we don't really use that kind of horror anymore because it's really unacceptable and shaming, but I don't know that that part makes me like really sick, I guess. No, I think it, it's interesting because that comes up in. So we're preparing for our day. We prepared for our David Lynch episode Oof. next week. And I watched the first season of Twin Peaks. Now I watched it back in the day, but I watched the first season of mm-hmm. it, the original over yeah. again. And when you're talking, it makes me think of that. Yeah. Because there's so much sexualized behavior right. on the part of teenage girls in that show. Because right. it's basically a soap opera. It's basically a melodrama. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll get more into that when we do that episode. But it made me think of that. Yeah, no, for sure. And Tw- Twin Peaks did have a lot of that. I've seen that that um, series a couple times, and and was very popular with teenage yeah. teenagers. And I think that's one of the reasons why not not just the sex part, but that those representation. Twin Peaks in the was movie. what like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm thinking that I want to talk about. I did this presentation. Um, and my part of the presentation was the clinical considerations for recently uh, recently incarcerated females. And I just thought there was an interesting piece of that that I could share with you and our listeners. Um, yeah. So some of the clinical considerations for that is that um, over the course of about you know, 15 years prior to, let's say, 2015. So like this this uh, millennia, I guess we could say. And in the late 90s, I think it extrapolates to that too. The research says that, you know, not only have men, um, the prisons for men have in- increased their populations exponentially. And so with that, there was this massive increase of incarcerated women with with mandated prison terms for low level offenses like drugs, et cetera. And so, so what you have is to, 
to consider what the recently incarcerated female is dealing with, you have to consider the fact that she's been in an overcrowded prison. And this is this part is actually true for men too, at least the research I looked at. It's, it's crowded. The, the, um, the budgets for the prisons did not uh, get bigger. And so what you have is a, a crowded prison with no money to hire more staff. So what happens is there's less staff for your safety. So if it's more crowded, you have no privacy and there's, there's not an increase of staff to protect you either. So you have that. And then there's also no budget for programs, any kinds of groups or um, even work assignments or different kinds of things that would keep you occupied. So it's crowded. There's not enough staff and there's nothing else to do. And so what we get is this critically low um, concentration on reentry considerations. So there's no programming or discussions around how are they going to do better and not come back to prison. Mm -hmm. And so what you have is two thirds or 68% fail within the first five years Mm -hmm. and a third fail within a year and a quarter fail within fail within six months. And so you just have this recidivism because there's been this cultural shift where yes, prisons many, you know, a hundred years ago did not consider prisons a place to be um, treated, certainly. And then we got into this spot where we were having, we knew that we needed to have programs and work assignments and different kinds of things. And so we did that for a while. And then this happened where somewhere in the 90s, like it just became crowded and no money and all of that. And there's lots of political reasons for that, which I won't go into. Um, And now we're back to having that, you know, a hundred years ago, thought process around prisons and jails are just a place to house people. They're a way, they're actually a, a place to keep them away from us. Mm-hmm. That's sort of us and them mm-hmm. philosophy. So there's that. Uh, they report uh, recently incarcerated females report high levels of depression, PTSD, and a 65 to 80% um, subs- co-occurring substance abuse. And women are two times as likely to have co-occurring substance abuse as men, which was staggering to me. Is there anything in there about um, sexual trauma too? I think a lot of women who have offended or have the dual diagnosis or end up in the system have been sexually assaulted, raped. There's a lot of sexual trauma there too, which complicates the issues. Absolutely. There was a a section of of the presentation that was about the the trauma histories. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then... That feeds into, of course, into the clinical considerations when they're when they're um, coming out of prison. They not only have that history of trauma and um, abuse, but now they have um, re- a re-traumatization and abuse that's happened in the prison, mm-hmm. lack of safety, mm-hmm. no privacy, and many, many other degrading things that happen in prisons. Um, and then they get out. And there's no concentration on how they're going to survive when they get out and what they're going to do. Um, another thing is that women are, 
now this is the research bears this out. Um, obviously people are individuals, but women are more likely to be the primary caretakers for their children and are concerned about child welfare, welfare and loss of legal custody. So that's like a huge consideration when you're working with women who have just come out of prison because they're going to have those legal concerns. Like I'm not going to be able to get my kids back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also, women are also more likely to get their self-worth and identity definition from their relationships than men are. That's mm-hmm. just what, the research says, um, if they've experienced trauma or abuse, their ability to have mutually empowering relationships is often very limited. So that's what kind of what you're saying is that there's a a cultural history of abuse already, Mm -hmm. which we can extrapolate or we can hypothesize that that contributed to the reason why they were in prison. Mm -hmm. And then they're in prison and they're still not they still get their self-worth and identity from their relationships that have been abusive. And so they're going to recreate more abusive relationships, what we know in psychology. Um, and, and also no ability to have their relationships be more empowering and more healthy. Um, and then of course, poverty is a particular concern for women because, uh, low wages, uh, reliance on public assistance. I mean, I've, I've worked with lots of families where the caretakers have been recently, um, incarcerated. And it's, it's part of the big problem is getting jobs, low wage jobs, um, having to rely on public assistance and programs, such as one of the ones I work in, and then resorting to illegal means to support yourself and your children. Mm -hmm. It's sort of what we know, Mm -hmm. but so I don't know. I just wanted to share. Those are some of the clinical well, there, considerations. I, I just think there's there are, there are some similarities clearly with men and women coming out yeah. um, from prison, but I think there are different binds with women due to a lot of the other a lot of the things you said. Which one is children? Um, their identity. Women are I think looked at much differently if they have uh, a criminal history yeah. than men. Um, not to say that men aren't, I mean, I was just working on a case with a uh, father whose history was used against him, but I think mm-hmm. there are certain, I don't know, explanations for men being in the system where women are even more pathologized mm-hmm. if they're in the system. So there's so many double binds for women anyway, but then coming from something like that, I don't know. I mean, we already have a hard time with um, trying to find enough rehabilitation for people to stay out of the system once yeah. they're in it. And and uh, we have a lot of work to do in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Okay. Let's take a, you know, minute and record another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, you guys, we love doing the show. We really do. Don't, don't. We've been recording since Tuesday and it's Sunday. Not true. <laughs> Drama. Not true. Not a fact. Um, but we, we, we joke around, you know, having to <laughs> pre-record episodes to, you know, have a vacation, but we, again, we really are committed to it. And that's why we do it. So any jokes we make about, um, <laughs> I think we should start recording our own commercials. The recording <laughs> for what? I don't know. Just as our break <laughs> yeah okay. make up a commercial okay um this is shrink chat <laughs> thanks i'm for listening. turning her volume down <laughs> now <laughs> thanks for listening this is shrink chat please please uh tune in next week for <laughs> david lynch and i'm gonna smack you um this is shrink chat my name is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.